Hi, my name is Josh. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering in my struggle with pornography, pride, and lust. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for the work that you've done in my life, and um, please calm my nerves and my heart, and uh, please help your story of grace to come through. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I was raised in a Christian, Christian home and accepted Christ as my Savior when I was eight years old. I'm the oldest of four children and, and had supportive parents who loved me, and we attended church regularly. My struggle with pornography began in the sixth grade when a, classroom, when a classmate brought a magazine to school and passed it around the locker room. Thankfully, I don't remember the picture, but I do remember the feeling that I had when I saw that magazine. I remember the connection my brain had to seeing that picture and the rush of adrenaline and the craving to seek out more photos. After that moment, I would struggle off and on with pornography and masturbation for years. I, w I would willfully seek out whatever pictures I could find. My struggle slowly ramped up through middle and high school. Unfortunately, the topic of pornography and masturbation was avoided in my discussion at my high school youth group. The difficult and uncomfortable topics were avoided or ignored during my upbringing at home as well, as my parents were not open to discussing difficult and awkward topics. I did not actively pursue answers to my questions and kept my actions hidden. I thought that was, of course, a brilliant strategy. I decided to justify my actions and tell myself that this is normal. I lived through the true love waits era, and I knew sex outside marriage was wrong, but somehow I conveniently forgot what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 28. But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust in his eye has already committed adultery with her in his heart. My struggle was a heart issue that I continued to ignore and willfully run from. Although I guessed other people must struggle with porn, I felt I must be the only one who is really struggling with it and was unable, un, and was a, unable to stop looking at it. I hid my sin and my shame and my struggle, and I didn't trust that God loved me despite my sin. I had some small victories here and there, but instead of asking godly counsel from other godly men, I chose to handle my struggle in the way I thought was best, which was try to ignore the problem with the hope that it would go away. After high school, I went to college at a small Christian school in Abilene. There, I did have some victories as I had several good friends who were believers, and we tried to encourage each other in following Christ. Looking back on it, though, I still was not totally honest with them regarding the depths of my struggle um, with pornography. Even though I had some victories, I still did not dig down in deep to discover the root issues that were causing my struggle, my need for acceptance, my control issues, and using pornography as a way to escape pressures of school and life. God's hand and direction was still on my life, though, as I met my wife during college. We got engaged before graduation and married the summer after we graduated. During our engagement, I briefly considered telling my wife of my long struggle with pornography. But again, I did not consult with godly men as I mulled over this decision. I continued to stay in my isolation, and ultimately it should come as no surprise that I decided the best course of action was to continue to hide my struggle with my wife. I foolishly thought marriage would fix my struggle with pornography, and that my desire to view porn would just magically go away. I was at this point pretty good about hiding my struggle since I'd been doing it for years. Even though the baggage of my sin was a load to carry, I still justified it in my mind that I still had everything under control. I can stop looking at porn, or at least keep it a secret, I thought. 
The first six to 12 months of our marriage was pretty good period as we were starting our lives together and I did fairly well pushing the temptation away. We moved to Fort Worth and got an apartment and tried to settle in with our life together. I was also trying to figure out uh, my career choice during this time. I was working two jobs while applying to become a pilot in the Air National Guard. I interviewed at several bases around the country and after each interview I would be told that I narrowly missed the cut. The stress and disappointment hit me hard and my old sin pattern started coming to the surface. Since applying for the Air National Guard didn't work out, I ultimately decided to go back to school and pursue a career change. The combo of financial instability, job and career changes made this time in my life really stressful. Instead of turning to God and casting my cares on Him, I started looking at porn on a regular basis. I started using pornography again as a way to escape the reality and stress. It was something I could control. I wasn't leading myself well, much less being the leader God wanted me to be in my marriage. I was running from God and running to sin. I was passive and frustrated and angry. I was frustrated about my lack of control in my life, and anger and yelling and screaming were frequent occurrences in our house, as my wife and I battled over each other and to each other over our lack of control. I was working and taking night classes and then binging on pornography late into the night to cope with the stress and escape the reality of life. I'd wake up the next morning with regret only to medicate myself with more porn later that day and night. I was in an addictive, addictive cycle and I was tired. I didn't know what to do to change the situation and I was exhausted of trying to handle this on my own. I didn't know what to do but I knew my current trajectory wasn't sustainable. Finally, I decided to confess to my wife my long addiction to pornography. As you might expect, uh, just dumping uh, years of, uh, of confession on her, um, the conversation didn't go very well. But thankfully, we both decided to, that divorce wasn't an option. We were attending a church in Eulis at the time and decided to go to a Christian counselor. Over the next year, we started gaining ground in, in assuming the roles God intended in our marriage. And God started freeing me from my anger that was always lying right below the surface. Pornography and lust was still a significant struggle, though. Twenty years of running to sin and bad coping habits were hard to break. About this time, I found out I got into physical therapy school in Dallas, and my wife and I moved to Richardson. Our marriage counselor recommended Watermark Community Church because of their recovery ministry. I was not excited about going, but by this time I was tired of hurting. Ignatius is quoted in saying, It is impossible for a man to be freed from the habit of sin before he hates it. I was nervous about going the first night. Several thoughts spun in my head. What if someone from work sees me? Do other people struggle with pornography like I have? Now I'm standing up here on the stage giving my testimony. It is amazing to think. That first night I sat towards the back and slumped in the chair, trying to hide from the irrational fears that were spinning in my head. It was refreshing to hear the testimony from the stage and to slowly begin to share my struggle with other men and groundwork. It was hard at first to speak up, but when I did, I was amazed about how freeing it felt. It was like a weight that was slowly being lifted off of me little by little. I had only shared that I'd struggled with pornography with only a handful of people before this, but there was freedom in admitting my struggle. It was the start of gathering the sin in my life and slowly dragging it to the light. Once I joined my closed group, I learned I was powerless over my addictions and that my life was unmanageable. I definitely agreed with that. It was how to change that, that I desired to know. Did I really believe that God was the one whose power could fully restore me? 
I'd struggled for so long with pornography that I had my doubts. I remember just half-heartedly working through the lessons at the beginning until I realized I was making a big mistake. Over the next several months, I realized there is not magic in the steps. I began to see it as a process. A recipe is a great example. A recipe is also a process that you have multiple steps to follow to make whatever you're trying to make. If I mindlessly follow these 12 steps in order, a total, totally different person is not going to magically appear unless there is a change agent, which in baking is an oven, or here in region is, is God. It's also known as a refiner's fire. Uh, Zechariah 13.9 says, I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. Just as gold and silver are refined by, and purified by fire, they will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say these are my people and they will say the Lord is our God. I needed a refiner's fire. I needed to believe that God could heal me, that, I can, that God can heal my broken heart and selfish desires. I needed to believe that God could fully restore me. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. The inventory process was difficult, but very important. It was very helpful to put all my dark, hidden sin uh, down on paper. My inventory helped me see the wonderful grace and forgiveness that God gives because he loves me despite my many failings. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. The next two steps were confess and repent. I learned I needed to regularly confess to others the sinfulness in my heart. And just like Jeff said, it helped with me confessing the extra 10% that I kept bottled up. Proverbs 18.1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. And of course, I was doing that for years. By bottling it up or justifying the small sins, I learned that my sin would just fester and grow. As I worked on my pride, I learned I did not have to keep up the front that I had everything figured out. I learned from experience that my sin grew in the darkness of isolation. Exposing it not only reminds me of my weakness and the need for grace, but makes God's kindness and mercy a whole lot more evident. I was learning to rely on God daily and follow him. I learned he really cares about me and wants, to, wants me to follow him in every aspect of my life. Amazingly, God slowly changed my desires, and as a result, my circumstances and relationships began to change as well. As I pursued Christ and began following him, he began to restore my life and marriage. Romans 8, 5, and 6 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. If your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, there is life and peace. My wife, began, my wife and I began experiencing, experiencing God's peace, and it was amazing. We weren't in constant conflict and were pursuing Christ. And by the grace of God, my wife and I were able to forgive each other for the many wrongs we did to each other. And I was able to make amends to her for the many times I hurt her by viewing pornography. I was able to quit being passive and start leading our relationship. We are not perfect by any means. We still have our ups and downs, but we are a far cry from where we came from. I feel like in, in, in Hebrews 12, run with endurance the race set before you. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, and that's exactly what I and my, and my wife have been trying to do. Uh, step 10 is, is to continue. Uh, 
I learned to daily put these steps into practice. Over the course of this step, I learned how important it is to examine my heart daily, taking a quick inventory, so to speak, then confessing and asking for forgiveness if I need to and continuing the best I can in following him. Step 10 states we continue to examine our lives and when we sin, promptly confess and turn to walk with Christ. Learning that I'm not going to be magically fixed upon the completion of the 12th step was an important realization for me. I continued to meet with the guys of my close group and after we finished uh, for support and encouragement. I also started to be fully open and honest with the guys in my community group. Pride and believing Satan's lies prevented me from being open and honest before. But after going through region and experiencing God's freedom and peace, I knew I wanted and needed more. I need to constantly remember that sin lives and grows in the darkness of isolation. The guys in my closed group and community, and community group did not run away in shock when I shared all my mess and sin. They loved and supported and encouraged me. Proverbs 27:17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. The sharpening may not always feel good when it's happening, but it is needed. I'm very thankful for what I've learned along the way. I was living in sin and full of guilt and shame before coming to Regen. I was fearful and ashamed and exhausted. God's love and work in my life has transformed me. Because my relationship with Christ has improved dramatically, my relationship with my friends and family have also improved. I'm also thankful to God for restoring the relationship with my wife. My wife and I aren't perfect, but we strive daily to love and encourage each other. I've learned to be a better husband and father by depending on Christ for wisdom and direction. When we depend on our own understanding, our paths get incredibly twisted, as I learned the hard way. God has pushed me out of my comfort zone, and I've learned to, take, uh, to step out on faith and rely on him daily. Several years ago, I felt God's direction and prodding on my heart to step out of my comfort zone and help serve with the region ministry here in Plano. And I'm really glad I followed God's leading because it has been amazing to see the work that God is doing here at Regen. I'm currently co-leading uh, my second closed group, and it's been such a blessing to see how God is working in the lives of the guys in my group as, as they strive to become more like him. It's amazing to see how God transforms shame and fear into confidence, life, and freedom in him. I've loved seeing how God has broken the chains and mended the hearts of others. Isaiah 49.9 says, I will say to the prisoners, come out in freedom, and to those in darkness, come into the light. They will be my sheep grazing in green pastures and on hills that were previously bare. Continuing to serve in region has been a great reminder of the work God did and is still doing in my life. Twelve years ago, I would have been too fearful and definitely not in a growing relationship with God to step out in, in faith and trust him. I wouldn't have even thought to sign up or help serve in a ministry like this. When I first started coming to Regen, I purposely sat at the back out of fear and hoped no one saw or recognized me. Now I look forward to coming to Regen and encouraging others to grow in their relationship with Christ. I remember coming that first night thinking I just had a porn problem and slowly realized, quite simply, I just had a sin problem. I definitely don't have it all figured out and still have to guard my heart against lustful thoughts but that's the amazing part about the love of Jesus. We don't have to have it all together. He loves us right where we are. Ephesians says he loved us before he made the world, and his plan is to adopt us into his family. I doubted for a long time that God loved me because of my sinful choices, but I now know that God loves me no matter what and that I matter to him. Thank you.